Thanks for tuning in to War Cry Radio, where your host and wealth strategist, Karina Calhoun, focuses on mind reframing, personal money and credit, business theory to launch clarity, business credit, business leadership, home buying, and real estate investments. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time for another great episode. Talk soon. Peace. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Warcry Radio. I am your host of Wealth Strategist, Karina Calhoun. And listen, listen, listen. As you all know, I always say we have an amazing, awesome, fantastic show today. And today we have as a special guest, Ms. Kiana F. Brown. Hey, Kiana, how are you? Hi, I'm doing excellent. Thanks for having me. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for stopping by Warcry. I am excited to chat just really chat things up with you to find out what in the world is I'm not even going to say it just yet because I I want to (laughs) oh my god I'm just excited I really feel like so let me just say this I am getting tongue-tied because I am just that excited I want you ladies out there to know that we here at War Cry Radio Go Be Great we focus on wealth strategies And I want to say that within wealth strategies, there comes some mindset reframing that sometimes needs to be done. So while we are, yes, focused on tips and tools, strategies for the aspiring and established womanpreneur, there's just some things that we need to go digging in really within our mind, within our hearts, so that we can be better, so that we can show up better, within our business, within our lives. So Kiana, I just want you to just go ahead and spill the beans. Who are you and what do you do? All right, excellent. Well, as it was stated before, my name is Kiana F. Brown and I am your forgiveness expert. I get the question, you know, people, what is a forgiveness expert? What does that mean? Well, my goal and my mission is to create more forgiveness experts out here in the world. And it's simply just because I keep forgiving. And that's what makes me an expert. A lot of people do not want to attach the word expert to themselves uh, because they feel that they have to have these degrees and all of these different acronyms behind their names. Well, I'm just here to let you know that if you are a constant at doing something, whether it's cooking meals for your family, whether it's uh, making yourself beautiful, you're an expert in that. So you have an expertise and I have an expertise in forgiving because somehow or another, it just seems that I just have to keep doing it over and over and over again. I absolutely love that. This is so intriguing simply because, you know, there are people out here and I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to be extremely transparent. I used to be one of those people that you couldn't get me to forgive for nothing. Mm. And I would hide behind, Oh, I'm going to forgive you, but I'm not going to forget. Let me tell you something about that. (laughs) That is not real true forgiveness. Absolutely. That you are still hiding behind. You're hiding behind pretty words. And so being really focusing on forgiveness and healing from it, from the inside out and making sure you are no longer wounded because at the end of the day, listen, broke people, broken people hurt broken people. They, they just continue to, to do this 
thing where they're just like digging at people and sometimes they may not even realize it. So Kiana, I want you to talk to us, just really talk to us about forgiveness and healing. What's on your heart today? Forgiveness and healing is really important, uh, especially in my life. It's something that I've had to, as I stated before, implement over and over and over again. And initially, the sting of the hurt came from a parent, and it just uh, snowballed and, and, and grew into this enormous hurt that was no longer uh, being given to me by by my accuser or by my parents so to speak it was something that i had started to self-inflict and that is the the biggest issue is continuously forgiving myself over and over and over again whether it's the smallest thing of i said i wasn't going to eat that piece of cake <laughs> and i ate the cake uh and you know just the, the smallest things we tend to not release and they become the biggest uh, burdens within our lives. And just for me not uh, keeping my word or my promise to myself of eating that slice of cake, it could then open up a portal for me because I have uh, what some people may not acknowledge as a food addiction. Um, I love sugar, I love flour, I love all of those things. And I have an allergic reaction to it. And that allergic reaction is called fat. So, you know, if even if we don't release ourselves of the smallest things uh, just to give that example to let you know that the smallest of issues can become the biggest monuments in your life and so because I was a youth when I was initially hurt by my father and the hurt came from me having an adolescent mind and not being able to understand the things that he was dealing with and he was dealing with alcoholism he was addicted to drugs. There were so many things that were pulling at him internally that outwardly he could not be the father that I needed him to be. And so that uh, really stung me. It really penetrated deeply with me because I didn't have my father, that male figure there with me. And, you know, in, in my youth, I wanted to go out for that attention. And it didn't matter how I received it, whether it was negative, whether it was inappropriate, however that attention uh, came, that's the way that I attracted it. And, and I took it because it was th something that I was lacking, something that I really, really needed in my life. And so because of me not having the full capacity or the knowledge as a child to understand the issues that my father was dealing with, um, I carried that and it then turned into a drug addiction for me. It then turned me uh, going towards an alternative lifestyle because I felt as though I wasn't being showed how to actually love a man or how a man should love me. But the one constant in my life was the fact that I knew how to love a woman because my mother loved me. She initially got herself together. She went to prison. She got herself together from drugs and she came back into my life. There was my grandmother. Uh, I had both of my grandmothers. Matter of fact, I had four grandmothers at one time, two greats and, and, uh, and regular grands. And in that, it was a constant that women knew how to love me and I knew how to love them, but I didn't know how to love my father. And he didn't show me how a man was supposed to love me. And so in the interim of things, I uh, 
ran into the alternative lifestyle and it became that became another addiction for me so by the age of 17 i was addicted to marijuana i was addicted to an alternative lifestyle which allowed for me to have the attention that i seek and that relationship and in those things that i partook in eventually um led me to college i went to tuskegee university and i majored in partying 101 and while i was there uh, things had gotten so bad because, as I mentioned before, that I have an addiction to, to flour and sugar. And so at all of my youthful years, I was an obese, uh, an obese child. And it really caught up to me when I was in college. I only was there for a freshman because I majored in partying 101. But in the extent of that, I also tried to commit suicide because I was not happy with the way I looked. I was not happy with the attention that I was getting because I was out of the surroundings of the environment where I was with the women and I was, you know, living the, so to speak, my best life at that time. And so now I'm here in Alabama and it's a whole nother environment that I had to adjust to. And it, it just didn't work out for me. It actually happened uh, in a, a part of the campus called the Valley. Now, if you look at a valley and the definition of it, it's called a place um, in between low and high. And the valley actually separated the boys' dorms from the girls' dorm. And one night I, I proceeded to go into that valley after taking literally a half a bottle of Percocet, smoking marijuana and drinking. And I really wanted it to be over. Um, but somehow I woke up the next morning and I was in my dorm. I don't remember how I got there, but I had anger in my heart. There was a bitterness, there was still brokenness there. And at that particular point, it was not with a person, it was with God. Because I couldn't understand why I was going through everything I went through, why I had continued to have the emotions and the feelings and the hurt and the pain. And why, if you love me, would I still have to stay here to endure this? Um, but eventually I, I kind of shift gears. I came back home because I wasn't doing well in school. And I got in a relationship with a woman um, that I didn't know it at the time, but I was in an abusive relationship, a domestic violence one, where a lot of times in society at that time, you wouldn't look at same-sex relationships as uh, being in a domestic violence relationship. You know, it's two women. How can you be abusive to another woman? Um, but there were all different things. There was my financial status where she you know began to take over and want to buy everything so no longer could I control my money everything was done through her she had to do these things she provided me with the alcohol and the marijuana that I needed no longer did I have to reach out for them for clothing uh, eventually I wasn't allowed to and not to say allowed because in the beginning it didn't seem like she was uh, taking the connection away from friends and family but it was more so that we were hanging out with her friends, with her family. And so slowly but surely, there had become a rift between me engaging with my friends or my family or anyone that I knew outside of her. And all of that just blew up until we got into a fight. And in that fight, I couldn't um, understand what had happened when it transpired. And it, it really hit me because that was the first time we had a physical altercation. So domestic violence is not always just about someone hitting someone, someone being physical. There's the mental effect. There's a spiritual effect that is contributed with that. 
Um, and so some people wonder why women stay in relationships when someone is hitting them. It's because it's not just because it's a hit, it's because of all of the other strings that are attached um, to that relationship mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, that allows for that person to still stay there. And unfortunately, you know, I, I, I thought that I wasn't, you know, going to be in this situation, but I went back um, just like everyone else does, uh, or not everyone, but the majority of people that are in these broken states. And I had to realize after the fact that because I was broken, it was so easy for me to go back into a broken environment. And when I went back, it was literally to get some clothing. And that was just my uh, mechanism to, to go back to say, okay, it's justified. You know, I'm gonna go back. This is a justifiable reason I need clothing. And so I went back and I said, I'm not gonna go in. I sat in the car and in the car, uh, she came to the window and she talked to me. She gave me some of my belongings. And the next thing I know, she reached out to touch me to say goodbye. And I was in the driver's seat and before I knew it, somehow I had maneuvered myself to the passenger seat, forgetting that there's a console, forgetting, you know, all of the stuff that's in between the seats and a vehicle. I made it over there without even a thought. And I realized that that was the moment that I was broken. But I still went back. I still went back because in my mind, I was yearning for everything that I wanted from a child up until that point because she was providing all of those things. And I ended up being the ride or die chick in that relationship. And she had lost her job and not able to finance the things that she did before. And so she wanted to make a way. When people have a will, you know, they said there's always a way. And so her way was to commit a crime because that's what she was used to. And I was supposed to just be the getaway driver, but I ended up being a part of that crime and that was the initial moment that changed my life forever. I was locked up. I was incarcerated. Four years of my life was beginning to be taken away from me. And I had to figure out how I deal with that. But the initial thought of being in a cell alone, stripped away from everything, looking at myself in the mirror, no one to distract me, no one to blame, no one to accuse of, of the reason that I was there except for me. And so in that moment, I still had that anger with God. I still had that upsetness with him. And I cried out, you know, why did you leave me? And it was like a small, still voice that said, I didn't leave, you left me. And so in that moment, I started to, to recount all of the, the situations in my life, even down to my father. You know, I was holding all of this resentment, this hurt, this pain, this anger, this malice towards him. And it was because of something that, you know, as an addicted person, he really didn't have any control over. And so I had to realize that it was not my father that I didn't like. It was the addiction that had taken him away. And so I had to release that. But I also had to forgive myself because of all of the actions I committed after those feelings with my father. I said that he was the reason I was in the lifestyle. He was the reason I picked up drugs. He's the reason that I stole things. He, it, everything was his fault. But I had to realize that after his actions, I had the right to choose whatever my reactions were gonna be. So no longer could I blame someone. There's a person named uh, uh, Amit Kalantri. I'm sorry, not Amit Kalantri. There's a, a writer and a, a, a psychiatrist that is at Amherst University. 
Dr. Whitmore's. I looked up some information where she studied about people blaming, people blaming. That's what I did. I blamed people constantly. And there are about five main reasons, but two of the reasons uh, really, really stuck out with me. One, because people just lie. Lying is so easy to do. You can easily tell a lie before you can tell the truth. It's about the integrity um, that you have in your heart. And in certain points of my life, I didn't have integrity. And then the other reason, which I realized was me also, is because it was an easy mechanism. It was an easy uh, tool to use to deal with everything that I was going through. And that was blaming. And so from that point, I realized that I could no longer blame anyone else for my actions after someone else's actions because I chose to react that way and those were the first two things uh, my dad and myself that I realized I had to forgive him and so that just opened up the portal the doorway um, to forgiveness and it also allowed for me to tap back into things that died because of all of the pain that I endured in my youth writing uh creating plays, uh, reading, um, just being in an environment where my mind is able to be creative, you know, dealing with the drugs and all of that. It took away my passion and my thrive to actually live. And so now I am in a situation where I was away from everything that I knew, every person for four years. And it was actually, uh, for me, it was a reconstructing camp. Now I've seen a lot of people come in and out of those doors. But I pride myself and I made a promise to myself that I would not be the one that made it a revolving door. I would not be the one that made this a career for myself because statistics says that about 76 to 78 percent of those who are incarcerated will actually return. And so I had to figure out what was it that I was going to do that didn't allow for me to be within that demographic. And so I created a list. I created things that I wanted to do when I came home. And those things I stuck to. No, everything wasn't perfect when I came home, but I made sure that I held myself accountable for those things. Even when time surpassed me, time went on and on and on and on. Um, writing my book was the last thing that I didn't do. I had accomplished everything. I said I wanted to get into paralegal and I did that because that's something I enjoyed when I was incarcerated, helping people. And then I said, well, I wanna get back into pet grooming. It's a passion. Um, I mentioned that I went to Tuskegee University. I wanted to be a veterinarian. Um, but when I came home from school, uh, when I didn't do so well, I ended up working at a vet and acquiring the skill of pet grooming. And another thing that I wanted to do was actually own a pet grooming business to not just be the person working in the business, but be the person that owns it and works it. And so I was able to accomplish that. And the last thing was to create a book. And in that book, I wanted to share my story, but I was frightened. I was afraid. I didn't know how or, or who would read it and, and was it worthy of writing you know who who am I you know why am I important that somebody would want to read and, and share my journey with me um, because this journey is layers deep it's more than the things that I've mentioned just now there's so many other situations that I've gone through but who would want to read about that and so I pumped out I wrote a book about pet care it's like hey I got a business let's write the book about pet care right 
everyone knows if you have a business it's good to have a book to go with that it's very very good for marketing um but it also was a resource tool for my clients because i really have a great passion for animals and so with all of that being said god still nudged at my heart to write my story and eventually i came across someone on social media joined in a book collaboration and it opened up the doorway uh, to Kiana F. Brown becoming the forgiveness expert. Wow, that is absolutely positively amazing. You know, while you were writing, I, you know, again, I am tongue-tied because this is an amazing and simply awesome that I don't want to say story but life journey that you have taken and that you are now living transparently you you're allowing your life to be transparent for those of us that need to go a little bit further do a little bit more to get that healing really and truly you are the forgiveness expert and I recognize that, as you said, you know, many of us can become experts in so many different things. It's things that we continuously do. And the fact that you have made this a life journey is absolutely amazing. But while you were talking, there were a couple of things that I wrote down because I didn't want to just kind of gloss over some things. Mm hmm so one of the things you said was when the young lady came out to the car to bring you your belongings, you were in the driver's seat, but then you ended up in the passenger seat. And considering there's a whole console, there's everything that is separating the driver's seat from the passenger seat. And I think that is an astounding, astonishing statement to make simply because like you said you were in the passenger you were in the driver's seat and ended up in the passenger seat and it made me think of how many times especially us women have we been in whether it's a, a love relationship it's business it's spiritual whatever type of relationship it is or situation in our lives where we were in the driver's seat Yes. But because of something within us that we had not checked, we ended up in the passenger seat. But like you said, there was so much in between you and the driver's seat and the passenger seat that should have stopped you. A whole yes. console. Yes. <laughs> you know? And so yes. those of you that are listening, I would say go back and listen to this again. Because there were so many nuggets that Kiana has just dropped. I mean, and you guys know, I don't do the, you know, let, normally it's not a, you come on and you just talk. I had nothing to say. Because this was a situation where we needed to hear it all. And so I would admonish you to go back and listen to this episode. Yes, is even though we're new into it listen to it more than one time because to be in the i cannot get past that to be in the driver's seat 
and to have something within us that has gone unchecked, unhealed, to still be wounded and broken. Listen, this is still wealth strategies because your health is your wealth, your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, your emotional health is still your wealth. And so to have something unchecked and then end up in the passenger seat is a phenomenal statement. And I really want you all to think about that. Really, really think about that. And then another thing that you said, Kiana, was because of the brokenness that you were experiencing, you were not able to be creative. How many of us have experienced that? We like to call some things writer blocks, creativity blocks, and we do all sorts of things on the outside to help us be motivated and inspired and all of these things when really sometimes it takes us looking on the inside. We are our enemy because it's on the inside. And as you were saying that, a a, a visual came, I'm a very, very visual person. I just saw a a person uh, just walking, actually picking up blocks and walking backwards. But as they're walking backwards, putting a block down, putting another block down, and it's separating them from whatever their greatness is. And we are the controllers of those blocks. We can move all of those blocks out of our way but it's our mindset. And my mindset was extremely damaged. But I do want to uh, mention that I did go to the doctor when I was younger, uh, when both of my parents were actually incarcerated at one time. My father has been in and out, and actually to this day, um, he's incarcerated. He has a two year life, uh, two life, two, two year life, not two years is a two-term life sentence, excuse me. So he will probably never um, come out or come home, not meet my my child or anything. But I did go to a therapist. And in that session, they told me that I had exhibited a lot of examples of depression. And so being able to realize the triggers that you had that place you into those situations. And the one thing that I will say today, uh, and as I say that being a forgiveness expert, I have to continuously do it over and over again. There are some times, even in this season that we're living in right now, um, this will air probably when we're still in the pandemic. Uh, there have been a lot of times um, in the past month where I've had to literally uh, draw myself out of a state of going into a depression and this is something that we deal with every day and people think that depression you know they see these commercials and people have to take these medications and things like that uh you have a great power over depression and depression you literally is just a a a chemical imbalance but a lot of your mind plays a big factor in how those imbalances will actually outlive in your life. 
And the one thing that I've been grateful that God has allowed for me to do is actually see my triggers. When I say see my triggers, I can actually, you know, see what it is that is about to make me go crazy or about to make me do something out of the norm. And so in that moment, I, I call this my good crazy, right? So I realized that I'm heading in the opposite direction. And I'm like, oh no, no, you're not. Kiana, you're good. You're not gonna allow that to happen. Your mood is not shifting, girl. You're happy, you're great, you're good. You know, and people <laughs> in my work environment and my business will look at me as if I'm, you know, kind of cuckoo or losing it, but I call it my good crazy. And why do I call it that is because I allow the good to defeat the crazy within me. And I'm not saying I'm crazy. And I believe that everybody has a little bit of crazy inside them, you know, just a little bit of wildness. Um, but I've been able, God has allowed for me to see the triggers, to see it before it happens. And so no longer today, when I'm feeling some type of way, do I run to go get a marijuana blunt. But now I'm opening my mouth. If it's a situation with a person, I'm going to that person and I'm talking to them. I'm learning how to uh, effectively talk with someone in positive uh, confrontation. When people say the word confrontation, they automatically think of something negative. And I did not know how to uh, effortly, um, not effort, but I didn't know how in my youthful years to actually engage in positive confrontation because I wanted to avoid confrontation at all costs. But today I can speak up for myself. If there's someone in my business, um, be it a customer that's trying to run, run over me, I have to understand that I have to be professional in a positive way, have that confrontation with them and let them know these are my roots. Whether it's an employee, I have to do the same thing. Whether it's a family member, whether it's somebody who's trying to talk to me on the street, we are the people who dictate to others how they treat us. And so that will also allow for your mind state to go into a state of positiveness where you're not allowing for the world or the society to bring you down. And so I just wanted to, to share that, that, little, that little piece of information. Of course, it works for business. It works for home. It works for um, a lot of your different environments. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, Kiana, we're going to take a quick break, but uh, what I want to do is just give you a heads up that when we come back, I want you to talk about, it looks like you've got five books out there. I want you to talk about these books. Give us your contact information and let us know how we can get in touch with you as well as how we can get these books. And if you could just give us the information uh, it, you know, a brief summary on, on the books that you've already written. And, and I'm sure there are tons more inside of you that will be coming out. So congratulations to you on that. And Thank so we'll you. be right back. You're welcome. We'll be right back, folks, in just a few minutes. We're going to take a quick break here. Hey there, a quick interruption here. Be sure to go over to my website for additional resources and services that I'm offering. As many of you already know, we're building out a women's business hub under Warcry Consulting Solutions. Currently, we have a women's Facebook community called The Power of Three, and that's Edify, Educate, and Empower. Also, we have a membership site that we're getting up and running, and it's called The Dangerous Evolution Business Women's Society. 
And the reason why it's named that is because we are evolving dangerously into successful businesswomen. And we also have a small business digital directory called Capital Business Nexus. And of course, we have coaching services available as well. You can find out all of this information on www.warcry.com. That's W-A-R-K-R-Y.com. And last but not least, I do try to have a free goodie each week that you can grab and download on the website. That is also accessible uh, on the website. And that is again, www.warcry.com. And so folks, we have quite a bit of information that we are offering to you guys. And so again, it's www.warcry.com. And listen, do not forget to share this information with your business bestie. All right. And so we are back with Kiana F. Brown of KianaFBrown.com. And this has been absolutely a phenomenal conversation. This has been a much needed conversation. And I'm almost positive that at some point we're going to have Kiana back on the show because this is a very much needed conversation that we need to have amongst women. And I'll say this, I know that the majority of our audience here at Warcry is predominantly black or brown. And and this doesn't mean that if you're not black or brown that you don't experience this type of, of um, you have not experienced this type of life journey. But I will say that I know because I'm black, I can attest to it. There are so many black women that, black and brown women that have gone through so much hurt and pain, so much brokenness. But what I want to say is I want to key in on something that Kiana said, and that is that she went to see a therapist. And I know that in our communities, in our culture, it's, it, it's getting a lot better, but a lot of times people shun going to see a therapist. Please, if you need to go see someone, go. It, is, it does not make you lesser than, it does not make you um, any less than any one of us. It does not mean that you're weak. It does not mean that, you know, something is wrong with you. Go see someone if you need to go and see someone. Go and see a therapist, please. But Kiana, before we went on break, I wanted you to give us some information on, it looks like I said, five books that you've written. And if you could talk to us about those five books, as well as give us your contact information. Sure. Uh, So the first book uh, mentioned in sharing a bit a piece of my testimony uh, was my pet care book and that's called how to care for the pet i love i have a dear passion for animals um throughout my youthful years uh, we talked about me dealing with uh, symptoms of depression and my father and family and things like that not being especially what i thought i needed them to be at that time but animals were always my constant And so I've had this connection with animals that's amazing and even with my clients. And so I wrote the book to give them more information so that they would be able to understand how to effectively care for them. It's not just about making sure that they have a meal, but they're all 
thoughts and uh, sorts of things that you need to know. Um, they are life and, and they have a lot more going on than we think. My second book was Breaking Free Forever, The Momentous Journey. And that book is a collaboration uh, that really helped me get into the speaking industry and even sharing my story. And so there's uh, some of my story there. And then I have my book, uh, Blessed Hands, A Pathway to Forgiveness. And in that book, I am sharing uh, six encounters of my life um, where I had to deal with forgiving. I had to deal with letting go. Um, there's so much more that I didn't talk about, having abortion, being raped, um, just uh, just so many more things, so many uh, other life-altering situations that I went through that are in that book. And it's also a self-help book because it's not just about hearing my story, but it's about seeing yourself in my story and being able to write things out. Um, like you said, therapy is really, really great for people uh, so that they can get and have those conversations. But if you are not even at the point of talking to someone, even getting it out of your head, you know how they say you have to write the vision and make it plain. And so a lot of the times when we have hurt and pain that's jumbled up inside of our head, there's no clarity for us to see how we can even tap into healing. So getting all of that out on paper, and that's what that book helps you to do. And then there's the breakthrough. I was so fortunate to tell my story in a collaboration with a lot of authors and one of them, uh, a lot of them are, are well known, but the one that I was excited about being alongside the cover with is Les Brown. And so that's a, a journey of my life as well. Different portions of these books share different um, intimate encounters of my life. And then uh, there's a book called It's Not That Easy. It's a mental health book and it deals more with mental health and um, the challenges that I endured, especially in my adolescence life. So um, those are the books that I have, and they all can be found on my website at www.kianafbrown.com, and that's K-Y-O-N-N-A-F and the color brown.com. And there's also a podcast that I have that's out called The Healing Incubator, and that podcast was developed uh, for professionals, uh, for people who are entrepreneurs. Um, to understand that there's an incubating process to your journey. And a lot of those processes come with you having to forgive yourself for moves that you didn't make or moves that you did make. And so just uh, hearing other stories and testimonies um, to help inspire people so that they can continue their journey and know that forgiveness is a true superpower that, that actually uh, allows for you to tap into uh, your superhero, your superheroism that you are so that you can get to the other side of unforgiveness, which is forgiveness in the life that God actually designed for you. I absolutely love that, Kiana. And you said it's the healing incubator. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so talk to us a little bit about that process. What have you seen within the entrepreneur community as it relates wow. to unforgiveness and what we really need to begin to tackle, how we need to tackle it. I mean, this is, this wow. is good, y'all. It, it was, it, it is truly amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and this, this came actually out of the pandemic. <laughs> this was not anything that was on my mind to do. 
Um, but it just, it, it allowed for me to look at entrepreneurs in this time, everything that we're going through. We're not able to, to open up our businesses. Um, and even if we are, we're not doing it at 100% scale. And so there, this is a season where we're able to look at and prune some of the things that were positive, some of the things that were not, um, to be able to come out of this and be successful and thrive. And then to even look that some people may not even make it. You know, in my business, I'm not going to be able to bring some employees back. I've shifted some things, but I have to be okay with that. And uh, for me, I was holding on to a lot in my business because I didn't want to let other people down. But in the midst of not letting other people down, I was weighing myself down. And so I've taken step by step. Um, to get to where I was in the business. But about two years ago, I had to shift dramatically because I was about $30,000 behind in bills in my business. And I would go to work every single day and I would show up as an extra. And it took for me to get to my breaking point to say, hey, I can't do this anymore. I had to get on a roller coaster rides where I had to strap in and to get ready to have that positive confrontation with employees and let them know that the structure, the system is going to change. But even when doing that, it healed me a little bit. And there's an example that I like to use. If you take an ink pen and write the word heal on your hand, if you put some hand sanitizer on and, and try to wipe it away, it may not wipe away completely but some of the ink will fade away. And if you continuously do that over and over and over again, eventually the word heal will have faded from your hand. And that's what the healing process is like. That's what the forgiveness, the forgiveness saying, I forgive myself, I'm going to move on, starts that healing process where you have to keep activating it over and over and over again until the healing actually transpires. And then there's gonna be something else that you're gonna to have to heal from again. Then there's gonna be something else that you're gonna to have to heal from again. But you have to have the truth to allow for you to activate that forgiveness, which then in return activates the healing. So it's a trifold system. And that's what the healing incubator is about. Talking to the different entrepreneurs. I'm like, oh my God, I thought I was going through it. And just to see these people in the successful businesses and some of the even have schools, hair institutes. Um, one of the women that I was speaking with, she's a playwright. She was writing plays when nobody was out there really writing plays and she had to figure things out today in society you can look online you can go to youtube their facebook groups but she persevered and she made it through then she uh got to different platforms going on the steve harvey show and then ended up having cancer now she's running for a, a a county council office in her state so it's just like all of these different amazing incubating stories right the incubating process is for you to grow and heal when you go into an incubator i was a preemie baby I wasn't able to leave the hospital immediately. I had to go into a controlled environment where I would be able to grow so that once I left that place, that I would be able to live in this world, that the lungs, when they met my air, would not con con contort anything and I would be able to thrive and grow and develop into the person that I am today. And that's what the Healing Incubator is for entrepreneurs, is to hear other people's growth stories, to hear other people's brokenness, to hear their downfalls, their rises their ups and downs and how they've challenged through them but they're still here and so that's what that podcast it, it's been amazing it has only been literally um almost 60 days that i've been recording it but we're booked out <laughs> with amazing guests all over the globe 
And it's just truly amazing to hear these stories, um, their testimonies about how they've had to forgive themselves in business for the things that they did or didn't do. I am literally like, <laughs> I am in awe of you. You are amazing. It's not me, it's God. God can't I know, I, I know, and I recognize that. It is definitely God, but at the end of the day, yeah, have the free will. Yield yourself to Him. Yes. In order for Him to be real, yes. a lot of people. And I, this is one thing that I do want to share. I want to share this. With, I don't know how much longer we have, but I always like to share the testimony of where I began to where I'm at now and how real God is. There was a point in my life that I was addicted to the alternative lifestyle. I even tried to have uh, re relationships with men and it just didn't, it didn't happen because I was so gun ho um, on being the other way because I got more attention, the attention that I was lacking from. But we serve an almighty powerful God that will change the wind. He will turn the tide on anything. And I am proudly married to my husband for eight years and I have an eight-year-old son. He actually turned eight on May 5th, which is today. And I, I just praise God and I thank him um, because the, the, the Bible tells us that you know, he will give us the desires of our heart. Now, a lot of us think that the desires of our hearts are the things that we want carnal, the things that we want in our flesh. But I'm here to tell you that once you've decided to give your life to him in its totality, once you've decided that you're going to lay down your cross and that you're going to follow, you're going to pick up your cross and you're going to follow him daily. I mean, this is a constant daily thing that you have to do. And it's a battle and it's not easy. It's not for the faint at heart. But once you do that, he will shift the trajectory of your life and knowing that the things that the desires that you want in your heart the things that you thought you wanted before he will change that flip them upside down and they will become the things that he has already planned for you the things that he already knew for you from the beginning of time and it amazes me that i don't want to pick up a drug i don't want to go an, into the alternative lifestyle i don't want to do the things that i used to do he shifts the things that i wanted in my mindset that I only want the things for glory. And I just always have to give that testimony and thank God for everything that he has done in my past because I wouldn't be who I am today. And the things that he's doing right now because it's keeping me stable. And I just praise him for the future because I know there's going to be a greater testimony ahead. Amen. Amen to that. And I want to I wanna share something with the listeners. A lot of times people use this, the passage of scripture, he will give you the desires of your heart. And you talked about that briefly, Kiana. And I want to share something with you all that's listening. God, yes, will give you the desires of your heart. His promises are yes and amen. However, they all have to line up with him. Once you line your desires up with him, yes. in other words, you replace your own yes. with what he desires, then he gives you the desires of your heart because guess what? They're his heart as well. Yeah. It's a partnership. His promises that are yes and amen, they are the promises of yes and amen that have been lined up with him. Mm, glory. So it's not that you are going to go out and just have your way <laughs> and Jesus. live your life and then you're good and he's just going to give it to you. He's, mm -hmm. he's not that's not him 
See, I didn't expect to come on and preach. <laughs> Girl, look, he, he, he is all up and through everything that I do. All up and through it. It ain't a, it ain't, it ain't a conversation if I don't invite him in. Absolutely. But I have to be very honest with that because I hear so many people saying, you know, well, he will give you the desires of your heart and his promises are yes and amen. Well, don't get it twisted, baby. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I didn't. I didn't get those things, but it wasn't until I was lined up in his will until I decided I decided to uh, turn my mindset to desire more of him. When I said, hey, I want to, you know, I want to know who who this God is. I want to know who Jesus is and not, you know, through a voice of a man standing in a pulpit sharing with me words that he's dread uh, and then sometimes taking it and making it his own interpretation. God, I want those words to come directly from you. And so I started to open up my Bible and to have the, and build this relationship with him, this intimacy with him, as you said, this partnership. You know, a lot of us get it, you know, mixed up. You know, you don't understand that you're in partnership with him. You know, when you're in business with somebody, you got to check in with them. Your business is not going to run right if you if you y'all books not together. Y'all not having your time for your meeting. You're not making sure that the finance is okay. All of that is a part of having the relationship with Christ. And if you don't understand about that partnership, you, you know, you really don't have anything. And for me, and these are my personal beliefs for me, I didn't have anything until I developed that true relationship and partnership with Christ. And that's when everything started to shift. And because they started to shift, and let me tell you, that doesn't mean my bank account got fatter. Because they started to shift doesn't mean that everything started to pan out right. It just meant that I knew how to, to, to garb up. It knew how, it, it allowed for me to know how to grab those different uh, armors that I needed, whether I needed my breastplate on, whether I needed the belt of truth on, whether I needed my shoes on, whatever it was, it uh, made me capable and, and, and gave me the know-how to say, hey, wait a minute, this situation, this is what I need. God, all right, come on, Lord, we got this. We got this partnership. We're doing this together. You know, and when we go out here and witness, it's not to bring people to a branch, you know, a church, a community. It's so that you can bring them into partnership with Christ. And that's also what forgiveness is like, because when you look at it, the whole big picture of forgiveness for me is just remembering what Jesus Christ did. Remembering that, Jesus, we all are broken right? We all have brokenness to us, cracks and, 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 and parts of us where light is, is not able to shine because it's broken. But what did Jesus do? He came into brokenness, which was the world, so that we could all be healed, so that we could all have the right to forgiveness. So the moment that you're feeling that brokenness, the moment that you're feeling all cracked up, you need to invite him in so that he can feel those things. And so you can still go to him for forgiveness. No matter what, and remember, always remember that if you don't forgive, the Lord's not going to forgive you. It, it goes hand in hand. It goes hand in hand. If you don't forgive, he will not forgive you. I absolutely love this. You know, Kiana, we, <laughs> there's so much more that we can talk about and really need to talk about. This episode has literally been amazing to really restructure your mind. One of the things that you said when you were incarcerated was you looked at it as a reconstructing camp. Yes. And I think that is amazing to know that you went from, and certainly we don't know you in under an hour's time, 
but based on what you've told us to know you from you know a certain point to now and to see the amazing transformation to see all that has been done within you and how you are literally one of the things that I talk about on this show is talking with influencers everybody and I and I said this on a previous episode everybody is not an influencer even though a lot of people think that they are and I don't mean that to be shady no 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 it's the truth it's, I, I'm a, a person who speaks the truth the truth yeah. is what it is it, it is what it is and so when people come on to war cry radio go be great and I sense that they are an influencer one of the things that I have begun to say to certain folks and I will say it to you because you are indeed an influencer is mm. that those of us who are influencers what we do and it's not something that it, it cannot be taught it is who you have been destined to be but you reach back and you pull the people behind you that need to come up you pull them up but at the same time, while you're pulling them up, reaching back and pulling them up, you're reaching towards the future and you're pulling the future towards you. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. And that is what we are all about here on War Cry Radio. And I commend you, Kiana F. Brown, because you are an influencer who is pulling those people back. Because you gotta understand, folks, in order for you to pull people up that are behind you you got to recognize that they are behind you and you've got to recognize where they are but at the same time you've got to be able to recognize what the future looks like you may not have it all god says he, he his prophets see and know in part now, i'm not saying that you know but i am saying that we only know and see in part so when we are looking forward when we are looking ahead we're pulling that future towards us so you got to be able to look back and see without judgment come on now you got to see without judgment and you, gotta Amen. you have Amen. to be able to look ahead and then have the two meet in the middle because without that you are not an influencer but Miss Kiana F. Brown, I say to you today that you are an influencer and you are the epitome of Go Be Great. And I applaud you for that. I thank you for that, for yielding yourself to God, to your destiny, to your journey, and literally pulling other people forward. I really do believe that this show, today's episode, is going to help more people than we think pray that it will and so are there any last thoughts that you want to leave our listeners with kiana the last thing that i would typically say is to let the resounding truth of forgiveness activate you to interchange from your past into your destiny and knowing that in everything that you do, you have to live it, do it, and be it. It is time out. We are in a season right now where there's no space 
mm-hmm. for blaming. There's no space for trying to to blame the person in the past or even blaming yourself. Right now is a season for you to actually get to your truth and tapping into your real forgiveness so that you can heal. And then realizing that it is not a, a one one and done type of thing. Forgiveness is something that you have to continuously every day in your mind make up the decision. There are so many of us who say we're going to do something. We're so good at promising other people things and following through with that promise. But when it comes to ourselves, we are the first to let our own selves down. Today, I want to charge you and encourage you to keep to your promise, to keep to your truth, so that forgiveness is not something that you do every single day. But when situations happen, you know how to activate in it. I want you to go be great. I want you to be successful. And I want you to reach whatever the height, the highest mountain is that you can get to. I want you to grab for the stars and make sure that you go beyond the moon and make it there with forgiveness. I absolutely love it. So folks, we have had Kiana F. Brown of KianaFBrown.com on the show today. This has truly been a fireside chat. I tell you all the time, I don't talk to our featured guests before we get on the show for this very reason right here, because I need it to be authentic. I don't need anything rehearsed. I don't need, you know, <laughs> it, it is what it is. What comes out is what comes out. And so I thank you again, Kiana, and you are definitely a friend to War Cry Radio. Go be great. And I hope that we are able to do this again. So I will see you all on the flip side. Hey guys, I wanted to give you just a quick disclaimer as I am bringing on featured guests on the show. I want to let you guys know that the views and opinions expressed here on War Cry Radio from our featured guests are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of War Cry Radio, War Cry Consulting Solutions, LLC, nor myself, Coach Karina. And guys, I also want to let you know that any content provided by our guests are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, anyone, nor anything. And guys, it is possible for you to hear something other than what I normally teach and um, guide you guys on. So please keep that in mind uh, as you are listening to our feature guests. My goal with bringing on feature guests is to bring additional value for you. Okay, so just keep that in mind, guys. Thanks. Bye.